for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, 24 hours of commercial free programming. What's up, everybody? This is D. Casey Fay hanging out here at the Green Room. Uh, hey, Logan, what's up, man? Let's listen to some Green Room. The Green Room is brought to you today by LegalZoom. Log on to LegalZoom.com and use the referral code GREEN for the Green Room discount. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! All right, everyone. Welcome to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on LATalkRadio.com. Thank you for tuning into the show. Feel free to give us a call at any point in the program. And our number here is 323-203-0815. I am here with uh, my left-hand man, Logan Leistico. Logan, thanks for coming on the show. Boy, boy, boy. <laughs> All right. I like it, Logan. Logan, uh, I seem to always crack Logan up when I take a, a slight pause before I start the show off. <laughs> yeah, and then because... Logan. You've done it for probably a year now, but you, when we started, when I first started yelling out your name at the end, you'd be like, all right, everybody, we're here. Yeah. But you stopped doing that, and it's well, still like, funny to me. It still catches me off guard because I'm not going to stop yelling your name like that. Yeah, well, I, li- I like to take the dramatic pause, show the audience <laughs> who's in control. Hey, you're on my time. This is I'm hosting the show. I want to show I'm in control. It's like with chicks, Logan. <laughs> Whether it's chicks or a talk radio audience, they can smell fear. There are people out there that if I come up here and I'm fumfering around going, um, well, I don't know. Or if you talk real fast, hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, wacky zoo. You know, if you get real zany, then people go, oh, my God, this guy's rushed. He's not yeah, relaxed. He's to, not comfortable. You don't have to do that. You can inject a little energy and just maybe, yeah, hey, we're here. Nah, I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate. It came out the wrong way, but you get what I mean. I get, I get, I get your, uh, I get your critique, Logan. You know, we can, we can do notes after the show. We have an amazing show for you guys. Tons of stuff to get to. Tons of big news. We had a Fourth uh, of July weekend. We'll have Zach calling in with some uh, townie talk. I know that's a, uh, it's a fan favorite. People like to hear what's going on in the Greenheads. The, yeah, the Green Machines, Greenheads. They like to hear what's going on. What's going on in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania? A little slice of life, so that'll be coming up later in the program. What's going on, Logan? How's life treating you? Pretty well. Summer's been great. Yeah? How's this, your uh, How's your 4th of July? It was amazing. You were there for part of it. I think you missed some uh, highlights of the day. Okay, give me, a, give me a breakdown. Give me, you wake up in the morning, well, whatever time you wake up, take me through Logan's 4th of July. Um... Well, let me start on the 3rd of July because my buddy Adam Jacobs, <laughs> uh, on the 3rd of July, he woke me up at 9 a.m. with a text message saying, hey, man, you want to go to the beach today? And I really didn't because I was going to go on the 4th of July. And so <laughs> uh, so he kept bugging me throughout the day, and I didn't respond. I was just like, okay, fine. I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's go. And then he was like, you know what? Let's just pill it, chill at the pool at your house. <laughs> So it's like, God damn it, no, we're going to the beach. <laughs> so we went to the beach two days in a row. I'm already baked on the 4th. Uh, we go there at like 9 a.m., eat some breakfast, rented some bikes, um, went to a party, played some volleyball, did some body surfing, went back <laughs> to the party, uh, got really wasted. Uh, I sang, I, there were guys playing like guitar and, <laughs> and a trumpet in a garage, like near the party. I don't even know if they were with us. Yeah. No, but I think they were part of the party. I ended up over there singing with them. <laughs> now give me some in front uh, of the grill. Now what'd you sing? Do you know any uh, blues songs or did you just, well, uh, this, this guy was just jamming on the trumpet, just jamming some blues. And I was just singing, you know, celebrating independence. <laughs> you're just, uh, you're on just... the fourth of July, <laughs> Were you... celebrating independence. I just right, kept let me see if I can, that. Let me see if I can find some uh, <laughs> background instrumental blues for you to go off on here, Logan. So give me a, give me a, give me your Fourth of July. <laughs> We're all here at a party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the we're visual. celebrating 
Logan has his eyes closed. It's so great. He's getting into it. The 4th of July. <laughs> I don't want to hear y'all trash talking. Just because you're not as free as I. <laughs> yeah. All right. Like there we it, go. There you that go. That was actually better than what I sang that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you sounded the pretty day, good. No, the day I was just wasted, I just kept repeating the word 4th of July, <laughs> independence. <laughs> it was weird. There was a. I got to the party later. Unfortunately, I had to work during the day. So I get to the party later showing up. Everyone is really wasted. A, a lot of people, I think, were uh, on some drugs. Like, yeah, they, yeah some people, were, drugs. people were wasted. They were they were all hammered. They were wandering around. You know, you show up to the party and everyone's just, ah, ah, hey, man. You, know, you have to go through every person that you just say hi to. Normally, it's just like, hey, man, what's going <laughs> on? But now you roll up to the party like, where were you? You know, getting like the shaking hugs. Oh, man, our good friend John Huck was there. <laughs> Fans of the show know him, and uh, yeah, he was just staring blankly, <laughs> like he looked, he looked like he was not in his body. Well, you know, he probably had a couple of uh, beers, and it was great. he maybe had a couple too many beers. Who knows? It's the Fourth of July. He was cutting loose, so I, I make my way through that. And it was funny. You were talking about that band. I got there in the band, and there was a guy putting his horn away, and someone comes up and goes, "Hey, man, can you play some more horn?" He goes, "Sorry, can't. The neighbors." Can't play the horn past 10 o'clock. And I'm like, this is so crazy that this is going on in Independence Day. A guy is saying, oh, hey, I can't can't play my horn past 10 o'clock. Yeah. Where was this? You know, we've, we've... Didn't he hear my lyrics about independence and freedom? <laughs> right, exactly. 200 years ago, could you imagine someone saying, oh, man, we got rid of the bridges. Hey, do you mind not playing your horn past 10 o'clock? No, this is... <laughs> that would sound ridiculous. Yeah. We've lost freedoms yeah. over the 200 years. That's the reality. Back in the day, once we got rid of the British, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine now if you didn't want to pay your taxes and you just started throwing crap into the street? You'd get arrested and you'd be <laughs> you'd be considered a giant asshole. But there was a nice window there where not paying your taxes and just being a total dickhead to just being a patriot. <laughs> exactly. There's a fine line. At some point, we're rebellious people. Right. Yeah, we are. But now, if you're rebellious, now you're just like a jerk off. <laughs> and I don't feel people don't uh, you know they're not as uh, they don't enjoy the the rebellious spirits as much as they used to. There was a guy at the uh, party Armando who I, if I would describe him physically, it would be uh, Ron Jeremy if Ron Jeremy was a Mexican guy wearing a Tupac T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was so oh, great. Oh, that guy! That guy was great. He was so great. He was so hammered. He he was a. Uh, <laughs> Nate, the guy's place we were at, it was his uh his neighbor, and uh, it, he would just come up and he was just talking to everyone, just going, "Hey man, you like Tupac? Hey, what's up, man? You like Tupac?" And he points to his Tupac <laughs> shirt. I'm like, "Yeah, Tupac's pretty good, man." Okay, man. Okay. Were you sitting at that table when when I ha- kept talking to him? No, we were we, we were all sitting around like a big round table, me and a bunch of people. I thought you were there, but it was like our crew. And uh, he started bugging people, and I could tell everyone at my table was annoyed <laughs> oh, by him. Oh, yeah, you know what I think but I was? You I and me, it. you and me I were cracking up. Like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I love Tupac, man. And he, <laughs> he would sing some lyrics like, yo, nigga, nigga. He would just say the N-word like crazy. And I'd be like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And he was so proud of himself. He's like, yeah, I, I know Tupac. <laughs> well, speaking of which, the, the audio is not great, but I got my phone out and was trying to make a music video with this guy at some point. <laughs> this is uh, this is Armando uh, doing some freestyles. Tim Hatton's a white girl, what? She's crazy, look, what? She's reading Code 45 in the back, in the mattress, in the alley. She's a lot guy, she's beat about you, though, what? What? <laughs> yeah, I was there for that. I remember Because he, he keeps hitting these moments where you think he's he's rhyming. Or he, he does that. <laughs> he emphasizes the word as if that's like the hook or in the blood. With the girl in the blood. You know, like. He's just as, rhyming what as with if he's, what? <laughs> but he's not, he's not even rhyming. He's just saying stuff. <laughs> God, that guy was such a character. And there's a, there's a girl, uh, Tess, who's a comedian that we're friends with. She's a taller, large-chested uh, blonde girl. And he goes up to her. <laughs> large-chested. Hey, I mean that that's a fair fair description. He goes up to her, he goes, Hey Brittany, hey Brittany and, and was calling her Brittany. Then later on in the party, just her and I were talking and she goes to me, Yeah, this it was it was it was surreal timing. He goes or she goes to me, Yeah, the, that Armando guy keeps calling me Brittany. Hey, I'm a she's actually a real big Britney Spears fan. 
Which is uh, that's a, a separate story. But that's weird. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I don't know. She's she like, my friend too. I think she likes Britney's just kind of party. Like yeah, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the appeal is. I'm not a chick. I don't get right. it. Anyway, she goes, oh yeah, he kept calling me Britney, so I was like, yeah, roll with it. And then uh, he <laughs> maybe he heard it or whatever, but he sidled over to the conversation. He just looks at her and he goes, hey, I'd be a slave for you. <laughs> he walks away. He yeah. walks away, and I'm just gut busting laughter. Because I, when you when you witness perfect comedic timing, Logan, you just yeah. have to tip your hat to that man and go, Armando, you're doing it, man. Yeah. <laughs> And this guy's kind of short. He's kind of uh, wide. He's kind of slumped. Up. I mean, just his, the way he like holds himself adds Ponchy. to the hilarity. Ponchy is probably the best way you can describe this man. And that's that's being optimistic. That's being very fair to this man, calling him Ponchy. <laughs> and uh, I guess he was just partying the whole next day too. And uh, Nate was cleaning up, and he said. Uh, I guess Armando told him the party doesn't stop until everything's cleaned up. So he was just hanging out there the entire. That is so funny. <laughs> just getting into it, and that, that was not the only Armando audio I picked up. He also um, some of the, some of the listeners won't get this, but uh, there was a time when I was in high school, Nelly was topping the charts, and if you were in high school at the time, you uh, you must have remembered the album, very popular, especially this song, Nelly E.I. Okay, so that's a very popular song, especially for that generation, or, you know, like when we're in high school, it was very popular. For a 40-year-old Mexican guy named Armando, a little bit of a surprise, but he he pulled it out and he was enjoying it. Now. <laughs> That's me helping him finish it off the lyrics. But he was singing it not because it was on, not because it, it seemed like a good time to sing it, just because he wanted to sing, man. He wanted to cut loose and sing. Crazy. Crazy, crazy Armando. <laughs> well, speaking of crazy, couldn't turn on a television these past couple days without hearing about this. As to the charge of first-degree murder, verdict as to count one, we, the jury, find the defendant not guilty, so say we all did it. It's weird, though. I mean, this is the Casey Anthony trial. Mm-hmm. First off, when they read the verdict, well, uh, I guess the uh, the court TV or something, they said, oh, we know they're going to be reading a verdict because all the jurors dressed up nicely because I guess they realized that, okay, this was going to be the end of it, so they wore nice clothes, so that tipped the hat that, oh, they're going to make an announcement. Well, plus both sides made their closing arguments the day before <laughs> right but i guess at the end of the day or whenever they come back sometimes they just check in to say right. hey we're deadlocked or right. hey we're still working on it we're gonna sure. need more time so i guess they realized that there was going to be an announcement made man first it is it is it, we really have to get rid of this reasonable doubt in this country and it, it's just <laughs> i, I oh, don't really? that's an interesting take i haven't heard that one yet do you, i mean or make it more defined what reasonable doubt is Show me what is reasonable about the evidence that was presented in this woman's case. What gives you a reasonable doubt that she didn't do it? They they say part of the problem is the, C- the CSI syndrome where these jurors think, oh, they have to have way more DNA evidence. It's got to be really easy to collect DNA evidence. Right. I've seen people on on uh, seen multiple shows where guys just get DNA evidence all the time. Sometimes you don't get DNA evidence. Sometimes it's hard to get. Yeah. Doesn't mean this chick didn't murder this uh, poor baby but i i blame the prosecution because they their whole case was kind of based around a lot of hearsay and oh this guy smelled thought Mm -hmm. he smelled something and i'd be more concerned if i was a prosecutor i would have focused on all the lying and the and the weird behavior because that's something that's been proven and now here's what i don't understand i know i know i'm not any lawyer you know I mean, sure, I help uh, refer people to LegalZoom.com, but that's not a <laughs> LegalZoom.com could not help Casey Anderson out in this, unless she wants to trademark her new reality show, which I'm sure is going to be coming. Yeah, and her book. She can log on to LegalZoom.com, enter the referral code green, and, and copyright her memoirs, her biography, which, what if I did it? What if I actually did uh, kill my baby? This is how it would have went. That's what they OJ They did. made her, <laughs> they got her guilty of lying to the police about uh, where she was and this and that. Okay, so about a murder. <laughs> yeah, about a murder. If you're lying to the police about a murder, 
essentially you're harboring, helping to harbor a fugitive. Wouldn't that be an accessory to murder? Isn't that what yeah, accessory I, to murder is? Hey, Logan. Oh, I know. Like, uh, I know Logan stabbed someone. Oh, hey, I don't think Logan would ever stab someone. I'm, I'm helping you get away with murder. Even if she's just helping herself get away from murder, isn't she still right. <laughs> guilty of murder? That's insane. Yeah. You want to know what's insane about the justice system? There was a guy hanging out in the courtroom who I guess was angry at the prosecutors. He was a server at TGI Fridays. So I, I'm guessing maybe he hooked up with her. I don't know what his motives are that he was hanging out there. Who knows? But he ended up flipping off the uh, prosecution while they were talking, and while they were making their statements. Which, God, people of Florida are such hillbillies. Yeah. <laughs> like Seriously. you're in a court of law, you can't just be giving people the finger. So he well, does. Well, they that. let fucking they let uh, tourists come in there and see the trial. I mean, it's a circus. Okay, so yeah, real quick before we get to that, he gives the <laughs> the prosecution the finger. The judge sees it, deems that a threat. And makes the guy serve six days in jail, which is pretty insane. <laughs> which is insane like because what Kaylee served. <laughs> the, yeah, Casey Anthony's getting out. She's gonna get yeah, out. Casey. I think she got four years, but she's getting, um, you know, for time served because she was already in jail this whole time waiting for her trial. Yeah. <laughs> which could lead to her never going back because a okay, year or two. Okay. Here's like, a slippery slope. If we're gonna let people get away with murder. Let's make them have an accomplishment. Let's make them at least be a famous person, not just some chick who's maybe a seven or eight in Florida. That should not give you a free pass. Okay? I don't want to live in that world. She didn't have a 2,000-yard season. She wasn't in a awesome TV program. What did she – okay, why were we so enamored with her that people wanted to give her a break? And also, the other point you're talking about, who are these sick, twisted people that want to go and watch this courtroom drama? Yeah, there were weird. there were fights outside. There's probably a guy right now facing an assault charge for punching someone in the face so that they can go watch the Casey Anthony trial. There are going to be people probably out there doing more jail time for trying to get into the trial to watch the court case than her herself. Yeah. That's well, insane. I mean, you go to CNN every day for the past few months or the whole time of the trial that's on the front page, you know? Yeah, headline I mean, news. The media is headline media news. Is made record popular. record ratings for the Casey Anthony trial. Record. I, I guess I, I see the appeal in that. Okay, this is interesting. How how could this woman do this? And then yeah, how could she get away with it? But it, it was I don't know the the level of fascination. I, I don't understand wanting to see it live. I guess I maybe you feel like oh this is history or witnessing history. Yeah, but it's not. It's just a mur Someone murdered her kid. I mean. As weird as it sounds, I'm sure that happens every year, more than once, you know, yeah. across the country. It's not a all part the time. Of people all. are shaking babies or throwing them in dumpsters or stuff like that. Yeah. Not that it, that's a great thing or anything, but I mean, uh, shit. I've oh, never mind. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> You've taken care of a couple of babies, Logan. Yeah. Would you uh, hook up with uh, Casey Anthony? Well, not now, but <laughs> before. Uh, I mean, she did look hot before. During the trial, she looked really creepy, and now I just can't shake the creepy vibe she has. She yeah, looks she really looks creepy. She looks soulless. She looks and, like and a now, zombie. Well, and, and uh, oh, the uh, the one juror, the alternate juror, he's the only one who's spoken out. Uh, he goes, I don't know why people are so upset. These, this jury worked really hard on it. Yet no one's questioning the jury's work ethic. Well, at least I mean, I'm questioning it, but. It, the, yeah, I think it, a lot of people are. <laughs> I guess I guess it's it shouldn't be I've, a work I've, ethic issue. It should just be a common sense issue. Yes, sure, it's circumstantial evidence, but there's if there's a ton of evidence, you did it. Again, I blame the prosecution. I think the defense did a good job, and the and the prosecution just kind of thought like, eh, this is an open and shut case. I don't think they tried hard enough. I guess I don't know how hard they tried. It well, they, seemed like they put I've, a strong case in front of them. If you don't have a, more evidence, you don't have. You have to work with the evidence you have. Well, all the evidence leading up to the trial, all the stuff that all of us had heard, like that. Here's, like here's, that the, here's the evidence I need. You didn't report your baby for three months. You should go to jail for 10 years just for losing a baby for 90 days. Yeah, but then it's we. A per, it's not a purse, it's a human being. Yeah. You should go to jail for six years just for that. Yeah, I agree with that, definitely. It, it, if you don't report your baby for 90 days, then. You, <laughs> I but mean, the, that's all the, the evidence I need. The chloroform thing, the DNA thing, and the ta the suffocation thing all proved to be, like, not provable. 
So, and that was, it seemed like what they based a lot of their case on, which what you're saying is right. I think they should have be focused more on that and just said, you know what, look at these things. This is why you shouldn't doubt that she killed him. It's not because of all this evidence, which the defense then came back and was just like, well, uh, this is all circumstantial. We have witnesses too. Who right. Are well, then how are, we ever gonna, how are we ever going to get a murder conviction in this country if you can't use evidence like that? It's insane. Because it's not evidence. The chloroform thing was someone thought they smelled it, but then they tested it and there was no chloroform in that trunk. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, there's no chloroform stuff. in the trunk, but wasn't she googling chloroform? Didn't they find that? Well, that the mom claimed that she googled that. <laughs> I followed it really closely. I'm oh, okay. If your mom says you googled chloroform, here it no, put her it this mom way. said. She, that she herself, that her mom Googled chloroform for some other reason. I didn't follow that up on that. that Here's much. the thing. The parents aren't talking to her. If your parents think you're guilty, you're guilty. <laughs> if your parents, no, I mean, if your they, parents don't come a, to your defense. They have a close relationship. Yeah, they've been. They haven't talked to her since the trial started. Well, that's because the, def, the defense uh, blamed her dad for accidentally killing the baby. <laughs> I don't know. It's a really wacky. It's super interesting. The deeper you get into it, the more interesting it gets. All right. Here's here's another bit of the audio. The guy uh, rapping the prosecution up against uh... that Casey Anthony decided on June 16th that something had to be sacrificed. That the conflict between the life that she wanted and the life that was thrust upon her was simply irreconcilable. And something had to give. Pretty pretty good acting. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's like a monologue. No, and the, the best is the defense was uh, the defense ended up giving the finger to news media. They were celebrating with drinks after the uh, they were out on the town drinking. Could, I, well, yeah, I mean, if you just look at the def- the head defense lawyer, he looked like a scumbag. He looked like the head of the mob. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not defending Casey Anthony. Uh, obviously, she did it. Obviously, she's completely guilty. Uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. She's obviously <laughs> mentally deranged. But who is who is this defense attorney that not only helps get her off, but then celebrates that? How do you not have one uh, sliver of conscience that goes, whoa, I got this woman off? Oh, man, <laughs> I just helped a woman literally get away with murder. Well, if you believe she's innocent, then <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I, I, I personally believe that she's definitely involved in the death, but I don't know that she murdered a kid first degree murder okay you know i think there's a lot it's uh, all right but it, okay to... if you don't believe she's de- no she's i so... mean I, I believe it's possible i'm just saying if i was in that jury i would have maybe said i'm what is it when you help someone murder someone or you're involved An accessory to murder accessory yeah so if you would have if you were in the jury pool you would have voted but i guess you can't do you would that. vote I guess it... that's not part of the no you can't decide what to charge the person with you're yeah. in the jury Okay, how say you, Logan Leistico, in the uh, in the uh, case of the state of Florida versus Casey Anthony on the account of first-degree murder? Me? Yeah, Logan Leistico. We're doing an act-out. How say Logan Leistico in the case of first-degree murder, Casey Anthony? I don't know. Don't put me on the spot. Guilty. <laughs> Cause no, I, you don't like, have to. Like I just said, I I think what we're doing a simulation. I think that is questionable. I think that I, maybe I can see. Well, I mean, as soon as I heard the verdict, I was trying to figure out why they would make that verdict, and I think because I think they're idiots. I think it's because she wasn't. She, it, you can't prove that she. You can't prove it. You just can't prove it. Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm against that. I like the civil court where it's a majority. You know, you <laughs> have to. It's not. Yeah, it's one of the. It's a majority, or what's the? What's very obvious? If there's a if there's a mountain of evidence against you, no, no one else has the motive to murder this baby or to or to murder it and and get rid of the body like this. No one else has a motive not to talk about it for three months. Come on, let's get reasonable. Yeah. All right, let's go on a little uh, lighter news. It's an abuse. We're talking abuse here. <laughs> but it's a little an, lighter it's, news. Well, it's. I mean, it's about animals. Oh, there we go. That's fun. Yeah, who cares about abusing animals? Oh, wait. All right, real quick. I was I was fired up earlier today at the dog park. I took uh, the dog out. His name's Buddy. Took him to the dog park. And whenever he goes to the dog park, he always gets into it with the other dogs. He's playing, roughhousing around. Always has a good time. 
but there's always uh, pit bulls. And the pit bulls naturally play a lot harder. And a lot of times they'll, like, lock clamp on to the side of, uh, you know, Buddy's neck, which is usually fine because he can shake him off. But there was this one pit bull today, first time they're playing around, he just locks on to the... Uh, Locks onto Buddy's neck. The guy comes over, you know, takes a whack at the the dog with his little pooper scooper. First off, he's a very effeminate uh, guy who's just like, stop, stop, dude. He's like Pitbull. The Pitbull, I could just tell, is looking at him going, I could murder you in your sleep, and no one would know. No one would know. You're so light in the loafers. I could just kill you. And he just is like. Stop it, killer. Stop, stop. He does it again. He keeps grabbing Buddy's neck, does it the third time, and, like, takes the dog down. Tackle, tackles Buddy by his neck and is like holding him down. I'm going to the guy. I'm like, dude, what the f, man? Get a get a handle on your dog. Oh, hey, what's up, man? They're just playing, okay? That was just a little whimper. I was like, come on, dude. He just keeps attacking the dog. All right, it's a pit bull. Why don't you keep an eye on it? Oh wait, so it's a pit bull, man. It's a pit bull thing. Hey, it's a it's a pit bull thing. People defend <laughs> oh, like you're racist or something. <laughs> dude, at Logan, people defend pit bulls like. As if they're an ethnic group. <laughs> oh, hey, what? What? Just because some pit bulls do some bad stuff, then you think all pit bulls are bad? <laughs> no, no, I just saw your pit bull do bad stuff. <laughs> yes, and I do think all pit bulls, while some are not psychotic killers, yes. But there's a reason why they only use pit bulls to fight. Because they have that somewhere in their DNA a little stronger a little more aggressive. Okay, there's a reason they don't throw wiener dogs into the ring because they don't have <laughs> that DNA. Now, wait a minute. Are you saying all wiener dogs can't fight, <laughs> Sean? That's but, but it's so stupid. People, people, you, you can't make any sort of uh, take on, on culture or, in this case, animals without, oh, wait, so you're saying no. there's no exceptions. There's no, there's not one good people. That's not how life works, okay? It, it, so and, what'd you say to him? I go... Dude, what are you doing? Okay, he's being a little... Gr- hey, 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 I forgot. I keep doing the bro thing, the bro thing, but I got to do the effeminate guy. What? This isn't your dog park, okay? This isn't your... Do- You're not the boss of me. This isn't uh, your dog park, okay? He's an 11-month puppy. I'm just trying to teach him. I was like, well, maybe you should teach him and then bring him in the dog park. Oh, so you're kicking me out of the dog park? And then he did this move, which really just drives me even crazier. When people... They're afraid to look you in the eye and say something to you. So he was walking up to other people right next to me. Oh, what kind of dog is this? Oh, it's a uh, Pitbull Terrier mix. Oh, okay. Well, if it has any Pitbull, it's got to get out of here. Right? They're, they're not allowed in this park. And like looking oh, at me, I, I I felt like a real badass. It snapped the shades off. I go, dude, if you got a problem with me, just say it. Okay? Don't, don't go up to these people next to me. I complain <laughs> you because badass. your dog kept going after him. Well, I keep an eye on my dog, unlike some people here. So what does that have to do with anything? That's an ad hominem illogical argument. <laughs> I complained about you because your dog kept tackling the dog. And all you got to do is separate it, or it seems like you can't stop him from doing that, then maybe you shouldn't bring him to the dog park. So I got in his face and, and complained. Then he walked away, came back, you know, I just wanted to um, apologize about raising my voice earlier. Um, you know, when you just said, uh, what the F, uh, I just took that as, like, me, not uh, keeping Wait, did an you eye say my... what the fuck or what the Yeah, F? yeah. Well, I said that. Oh, I oh. said what the fuck to him. Oh, okay. And, and he goes, hey, that was just me saying, act, you were acting like I don't have control of my dog, but I totally do, and I totally get, and I'm just, I'm sorry. I go, okay, apology accepted. But he, you could tell he was totally <laughs> wanting me to apologize yeah. for raising my voice. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to. Well, I hate that backhanded apology of, you know, you you tried to make it seem like I didn't have control of my dog, and I do, so I just want to apologize for that. Right. Apologize we, for what? For me being wrong? Fuck you. I'm not going to. I'm right. I'm, yeah, here's the thing. Oh, Sean, you always think you're right. Yeah, I do, okay? I always think I'm right until something comes up and says I'm wrong. If I thought I was wrong, then why would I keep thinking that? Okay, <laughs> yes, I think I'm right. And if I do something messed up and then later feel bad about it, I will apologize or I will say my mistake, okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not perfect, but hey, I'm not afraid to admit if I messed up or go, "Hey, my bad." But I'm not going to apologize just because you apologize. I hate that idea of like, "Oh, hey, well, I apologize." So Okay, now you apologize. Now we'll just say it was a big misunderstanding. No, I called you out because I thought what you did was wrong. Yeah. If you want to apologize for that, that's fine. I'm not going to apologize for not doing anything wrong. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for creating great talk radio. So what happened then? Did he just kind of walk off? 
Yeah, he just, he just said, <laughs> eh, I don't know. He, he just was kind of like, okay, well, just whatever. Okay, cool. I'm just so going to go on my pit bull. <laughs> the pit bull's probably going to chew his leg off and run it down to the park. God, yes, I know not all pit bulls kill people, but some pit bulls kill people. Logan, okay, there's plenty of different cars to buy. If one brand of car <laughs> occasionally, maybe just one out of 10,000, decided to turn on its owner and eat the car, or no, the car would eat you. Would you still <laughs> would you still want to buy that car? It's okay, there's a million other dogs. Why not get other dogs? You don't have to get a dog that can also one out of a million murder people. <laughs> I don't know. It's starting to sound like maybe you do hate pit bulls. I don't I don't like the idea of pit bulls. I do like the idea of having my buddy Zach on. Zach, how you doing? What's up, brother? Sorry, I was just uh just going off about some uh some guy who's late in the loafers at the dog park. We were getting into it. How you doing, man? Ah, uh, good man, chilling. What's up, Logan? What's up, man? All right. Well, Zach's on the line, and of course, you know it's time for Townie Talk. All right, Zach, how we doing, man? What's uh? Well, first off, how was your Fourth of July? Oh, it's pretty good. Got really tanked. Uh, walked around uh, Philadelphia with my shirt off like a tough guy, and got really bad thunder. <laughs> so you you uh you were trying to stare down some UV rays. They got the best of you. Yeah, exactly. It was pretty tough. But, uh, hey, real quick, on that Casey uh, Anthony thing, while sure. I was listening to the show, I was uh, um, searching for some pictures of her to see whether she was actually hot or not. <laughs> and um, I don't know, man. There was one picture of her with some pretty nasty back fat. So huh. I don't know. So, That's the thing. Okay, if she was a legit... What? She was a legit 10. Maybe we could have this conversation of, oh, she was hot. Maybe that's why she let her Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why. Okay, 9 and above, then mm-hmm. maybe get away with murder. But 7, 8, come on. We're better than that as a country. Uh, I don't know. She, she might be a little bit lower than that, but there are some interesting partying photos that you guys should see <laughs> that are pretty good. All right. Well, send, us, uh, send those over, Zach. So what's going on in the uh, good old town of Bethlehem? What's been the local talk there? Uh, well, 4th of July uh, pretty much sent people into a stupor. People started acting crazy. Um, the, the One of the ones that I found was pretty good. Uh, Allentown man beaten unconscious with a scooter. <laughs> There's always something funny when the scooter, you just have this idea of like a kid with a... Uh, you know, a skateboard and an apple box nailed to it and just like this innocent thing or or maybe just a razor scooter some seven-year-old got. Or you picture Santa Claus wrapping up a razor scooter for some kid to open it up, let alone, you know, you have no idea that's later going to be a tool to put a man in a coma. So what was the exact yeah. – how did it all go down? Uh, I think it, it actually was a razor scooter. But it says <laughs> an Alton man was found unconscious on a city street early Thursday after he was beaten with a – uh, it says kick scooter, but I'm guessing that's a razor scooter, <laughs> according to the police. Uh, yeah, if when you're gonna, they found if you're, the guy... If you're going to commit uh, a scooter-related violence, you're not going name brand. <laughs> no, probably not. But it says when they found the man unconscious, the witness saw someone hit him with a small two-wheel scooter. <laughs> and uh, once the medics got to him, the man refused uh, to go to the hospital, and he said he was not beaten or knocked out. <laughs> So he was humiliated the fact that he was beat up by a scooter, so he was trying to deny it as to not have his rep uh, ruined. Meanwhile, they print it in the newspaper. <laughs> and now yeah, it's exactly. That worldwide. guy got his ass beat by a scooter. <laughs> That's hilarious. So uh, what else is going on? What's uh, what, uh, what else has been happening? Uh, this one here uh, might hit, hit close to home because I know you guys <laughs> do some work with uh, Amazon.com. Yep. Uh, but uh, they actually opened up a warehouse. Uh, here, well, actually, it's about 20 minutes away from here, and they've been hiring a shitload of people. And um, I guess a couple of people got busted for stealing from uh, the warehouse, Amazon.com warehouse, and sold the items on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I love how the <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm gonna steal from the giant, the biggest online retailer, and then resell it on the on the you know the base, yeah. basically <laughs> other biggest online retailer. Like these guys. You... Yeah, they, the, the guy got busted with all kinds of stuff. 64 iPod Nanos, <laughs> a keyless remote control, 13 watches, 79 memory cards, all wow. kinds of random stuff. <laughs> that's just that's just sad. Or or just, yeah, just the idea that, oh, man, I, I just got to get a hold of some electronics. And 
Yeah, why aren't you just happy uh, just working at Amazon? I understand maybe it's tempting. Eh, maybe, you, maybe you get sticky fingers. Maybe you take one iPod Nano, two iPod Nanos, but like 75 iPod Nanos. You, <laughs> I, I mean, it's like they have no idea how computers work. Okay, you're working at a computer place. You're typing in the numbers. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Amazon knows how many iPods they, they buy. they keep inventory. Yeah, that's pretty much how they, all they do is keep inventory. Yeah, it's not like a, a couple grapes at a supermarket. They're going to notice that <laughs> yeah. these things with barcodes that we scanned at point X are no longer here at point Y. Who is in between here? <laughs> oh, Dave uh, on the middle shift. Yeah, it's actually similar to when I worked at that grocery store when we were kids, and I used to take all that food from out of the back, and they never had any idea until we actually egged that guy's house hardcore, and I sold, like, a couple of cartons of eggs. And, uh... They found out about that. <laughs> actually, actually came because they looked at the cartons and figured out what grocery store came from. Then they came and questioned me. But <laughs> now, now give it, give us. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll, I'll play you. You play the police officer. Like, what did he, what did he come up and what did he say? Like, how does he kind of poke around the idea of, hey, have you seen any uh, eggs missing? Uh, yeah, he first he asked if uh, there was anything missing from the uh, cooler, and first I had no idea what he was talking about at first, so I thought, oh my god, I drank a chocolate milk earlier, so I'm, I'm in trouble. I used, to, I used to drink chocolate milks and yogurts and whatnot from the back and hide in the cooler and actually sleep in the cooler with my feet propped up against the thing. Yeah, so if you never, I, if you never worked, if you uh, never worked. Oh, sorry. If you've never worked around food, the cooler or freezer is a good place to hang out. If you want to avoid talking to uh, bosses or actually doing work, it's a good, safe place to hide up. Tip yeah, to all the young I, workers I basically out there. had a million things running through my head, but then I just said to him, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then what did, he, what did he say from there? He's like, oh, we're going to have to investigate. Did you end up getting in trouble? Well, yeah, they said that they knew there were cartons missing, and I was the only guy. I was one of the only guys who was competent enough to take that many cartons of eggs. <laughs> and... Is that what they said? You're the only guy competent yeah. enough? <laughs> yeah, the, the other, the only two other guys that worked the dairy at the time uh, didn't have cars, so they were wondering. <laughs> this, this is a man with bravado. Yeah. This is a man who clearly. Clearly had the confidence. Those other guys probably had like a DUI, three kids. They're like, I can't screw this up to egg some person's house. Zach was a young, cocky uh, teenager. Yeah, he actually we didn't get in trouble. We actually didn't get in trouble for that. But he said that he, I was kind of nervous because he said he was gonna fingerprint the eggs. But <laughs> that's funny. Nothing happened. That is funny. As an adult, or as an yeah, I guess I'm an adult. You do realize that when cops were trying to bust you as yeah. as kids, they were just they were just making up lies the entire time. Yeah, I got pulled over one time when I was 16, and the cop kept asking me if I was drinking, and I was like, No, what? And he's like, Are you sure? Because it really smells like alcohol in there. And I was I didn't know what he was talking about. I was like, I really don't know why. I mean, I'm maybe. The person who owned this before me, like, spilled a bunch of alcohol. I have no idea. And so he, like, gave Wait, me a I gotta, I got I got to use that line sometime. Yeah. Well, sorry, officer. The person who owned my liver before he, me put all this up. up. Like, most people would be like, yeah, no, it doesn't smell like alcohol. I haven't been drinking. But I was just like, what? what? Why are you – why do you keep saying that? I don't know. Officer, some uh, some hooligan came, broke into my car, and <laughs> spilled gin and uh, drugs all over my dashboard. I'm sorry. Actually, it's funny. We did buy that car from uh, another chick in my high school, and it had, like, barfall in it and stuff. So I really did <laughs> think, like, maybe it smelled like No, wait, cause... Logan. I, I know there was no Carfax at the time, but... <laughs> no, it was a great car, but clearly they partied in it, and there was barf on the floor of the driver's seat inside. No, I know, like, okay, I'm going to check the wear and tear on the tires, but barf, barf all over the place. That's a dead giveaway. <laughs> this person doesn't care about this vehicle, right? Well, it's first car. I don't know. My dad's not going to get me a brand new car. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get a car with some barf in it, okay? And then every day you wake up, you go to the, your job delivering papers, you smell barf in your car and go, you know what? I don't want this life. I Actually, want something better. I'm going to go. I'm going to make sure I get to college. Actually, make sure I'm going to get a back, good... Thinking back, that was right after I wrecked his car, and that was the replacement. <laughs> that was like, you get the he barf full mobile. coverage, so he like nothing really bad happened. Like he got a brand new car for free, but he got, yeah he got me a shitty car with barf in the. Oh, <laughs> the that's carpet. that's a, that's Wait, I'm gonna punish it, my kids. It was in the driver's seat. How did they puke <laughs> in the driver's seat? 
Because this this girl was a fucking party animal and a slut, and she drank and drove, and we were out in the country. <laughs> Logan, Dude, seriously, like she. Logan's eyebrows always jump up when he says slut. <laughs> Dude. This girl <laughs> in high school, this one dude was dating her, and our high school was really small. Everyone in school knew that her pussy smelled like a fucking fish market. <laughs> Everyone in school knew that. How humiliating is that? Yeah, well, you know, kids kids make stuff up. Who knows? Her name is no, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna libel her uh, <laughs> her vagina on this program, Logan. Not I'm not gonna either. have it. We're better than that. Or not Anytime she that. was around, we would behind her back like make the pee. <laughs> like when she wasn't looking at us, or she was look like if she was looking at you, I'd be behind her like. Ugh. Okay, Logan's Logan's fanning his nose. <laughs> Good time, Zach. Yeah, I mean I remember the one time uh, I got in trouble for driving in the. Uh, well, we used to. Uh, it was a simpler time living in the country there in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which is not really the country, but yeah, we we could have. Uh, you're right. What was Logan? that? What was that? <laughs> Sorry, I threw some away and it made a sound. Oh, okay. It usually doesn't. Logan uh, threw some in the trash can. Sorry, Logan, just trying to host a radio show here. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, cool. Was I? Oh, okay. So, yeah, when we got in trouble in high school, we were uh, we thought it would be a great idea to drive through people's lawns. That was like a phase in uh, high school. It's just taking cars out and driving through people's lawns. And I remember we kept getting away with it because it's pretty easy crime to get away with. You just drive in someone's yard and then drive away. Or sometimes we'd ring their doorbell if it was someone we knew and then rev up our cars and then drive away when they came out. <laughs> that was always a classic prank. That's not a very creative prank. It's just being a <laughs> being a huge jerk. But uh, the people across from Zach's house, we uh, thought, oh, man, this will be a great idea. We'll just we'll totally uh, trash their lawn by driving all in it. Obviously, the guy's going to put two and two together and realize that, oh, hey, there's a bunch of teenagers that – are always hanging out in the house across from it. It's going to be pretty easy to put together. At the time, we were pretty cocky. So we all drive in this guy's lawn at the same time. Everyone drives off. I'm still there hanging around. Like, I'm, you know, I'm the, I'm like the last guy in the bank robbery just going, I want one more bag, man. But instead right. of bags of money, I'm just <laughs> chewing up this guy's lawn. <laughs> so eventually, he runs out. He must have been in some, like, a uh, white beater. Wife beater t shirt and some, uh, I think he was wearing like a boxer shorts or something. I just remember seeing yeah. a shaking fist. That's I, funny. <laughs> I rip Get out. I see Zach kid. laugh and then see the guy and then quickly dart inside. Uh, <laughs> needless to say, the cops showed up and were like, Yeah, we followed, uh, yeah, we have uh, tire tracks and uh, we can basically laid out this crime scene that they had all against me. So I wow. just confessed, which is, it's pretty yeah. easy to get a teenager to confess back in the day. Yeah. But, yeah. In, in uh, in hindsight, all I had to do, I didn't get in any real trouble. I just had to buy that man grass seed and write an apology letter, which I really the wish. Cops made you do that? Yeah, I really wish I could have read that apology letter now. Like, I, Zach, I don't know if you talk to that uh, guy anymore. I'm sure it'd probably be awkward to bring up. Hey, can I uh see that apology letter my friend wrote to you ten years ago? <laughs> I'd imagine it'd be pretty funny. Oh, he he actually got a couple. Uh, my dad actually told me the other day he actually got a couple of DUIs, and I think he's jail right now. <laughs> okay, so maybe he felt that he maybe had a soft spot for him. He's like, oh hey, look at this guy. He's probably drunk. Uh, yeah, maybe if I let this man off by just simply buying grass seed, then when I crash into a building, all I'll have to do is buy, buy a few bricks and mortar, and I'll be okay. Yeah, the the, the funniest two funny things about that story is one, since you were the last one. You drove the farthest into his lawn, and <laughs> yeah, I drove... your car, literally, by the time he got out, you were just crossing through the front <laughs> front part of the house. So he was standing on the porch, on the little, like, edge porch of the house, looking at your car cruise, like, five feet in front of him. <laughs> then you stopped at the stop sign in the grass and then peeled out again. Yeah, that was the topping on the pizza that man didn't need. <laughs> that was just one little more jab. I, I think that really. I had it coming. You guys to me. drove him to these DUIs. <laughs> Why does no one like? That? Yeah, exactly. I got kids driving yeah. through my lawn. <laughs> Meanwhile, if someone did that to my lawn, or even uh, any any house I've ever been at, even though I've rented, if I saw some kid drive up, I would just strangle him while he's yeah. behind the wheel. <laughs> I have a real appreciation yeah. for lawns. Maybe that's where I came from. Yep. Before I go, my dad had a classic line for that one. He goes, "Do." Was, were those your friends that just drove through the lawn? And I just looked at him, and I was like, uh, no. He goes, listen. And he puts his hand on my shoulder. He goes, let me explain something to you. When you lie a thousand times to me, I stop believing you. Just to <laughs> let you know. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, good oh, times. Oh, man. Taking People, me back. My parents still tell my brother that every day, <laughs> and he still lies every day. Didn't help. All right, well, uh, thanks for calling in, Zach. Appreciate it. Yep, thanks, guys. Peace, Logan. See ya. Good times. All right, Logan, I... <laughs> you okay? Yeah, you just, oh, make a no- oh yeah, yeah, no, it just uh, it bumped up against the mic. It's cool. Okay, so um, before we um, before I got sidetracked about the uh, dog abuse, I wanted Whoa, to talk... Sean, you all right? <laughs> no, I just dropped a pen. <laughs> okay. I'm fine, though. Thanks. Thanks for your concern, Logan. Okay, here's the basically the cast of uh, Zookeeper, the new Kevin James movie. Uh, they're in a little hot water with PETA. It's not often <laughs> that you see a film premiere being picketed, but PETA protesters were doing just that at the Los Angeles. This guy's voice is really annoying. Los Angeles opening of Zookeeper. The group alleges that a giraffe that died after filming and the movie's star elephant were victims of animal cruelty, something that both Sony Pictures and the film's cast say is not true. The <laughs> film's star Kevin James said that all the animals were well looked after. They were great, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the American Humane Society was there every day, and, and, and they worked with it, and it was fine. Like, you know, it was, it, was, it was awesome to work with them. The only cruel part is making them be a part of such a crappy movie like Zookeeper. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, maybe if they were in something interesting, uh, I don't know, maybe Transformers 3. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good movie. March Nothing... of the Penguins 2. <laughs> hey, Mr. Popper's Penguins. They were probably pissed off about that. I love how it's a guy in a gorilla costume and Peter is still... That's the majority of the movie, or at least all the stuff I've seen, was a guy in a gorilla suit. Peter's got to get out there, got to save those animals. And how do you, what kind of uh, life do you have where you're just, hey, we're march, we're getting, get the signs out. Yeah, they have a couple of watchdogs. <laughs> it's like, it's just a dumbass movie. <laughs> exactly. And they said they have the Humane Society on there. You think any liberal Hollywood movie tr- production is going to be like, I'm going to make a film yeah. just called <laughs> Kicking a Dog in the Head. Animals and just, were harmed in the making of this. <laughs> just called Kicking a Dog in the Head. That's all it is. Just going to kick a dog in the head. I trust the Humane Society, but I do not trust PETA. They're so crazy. They're a crazy organization. Here's Their some leader more. wants to be cooked when she <laughs> dies and eaten. That'll teach, that'll teach people. <laughs> that'll teach people we make sense. Actress Rosario Dawson said she would never be part of a film that mistreated animals. They were treated gorgeously, and honestly, if I could be treated like that... More often, that would be really, really nice. Shut up. I ch- I'll, treat, <laughs> I'll treat you like an animal, Rosario Dawson. I'll, I'll get you on uh, all four, make you beg, huh? <laughs> like, what? Tre- uh, I wish that was I could... hyperbole. They were treated, what'd she say? Gorgeous, gorgeous. Gorgeously? <laughs> of course. She's a movie. She's a hot chick on a movie. Everything is the most <laughs> fabulous thing of all. Oh, my God. The cast was so great, including the animals, including the trainers. Everything was the most fabulous. If I could be treated like that as Rosario Dawson, I wish I was a giraffe. <laughs> Shut up. God damn. You have to go that far. Peter's crazy. Exactly. But this, they can never go, well, Peter's way out of line. They can, they're never criticizing Peter. They're just coming up with these uh, cockamamie defense. Cockamamie. No, we didn't. You think anyone in Hollywood is just going to make a movie like, yeah, yeah, break out the cattle prods. Make that, make that dog do that trick. I actually used to work for NBC last year, and I was in charge of putting uh, Last Comic Standing online, and they had to take an episode down and repost it because one of the jokes involved a monkey dressing in a shirt and pushing buttons. That was it. So it was well, like a it, wasn't, second... it wasn't a guy saying a, a joke, but they actually brought a monkey on that was wearing a shirt. Yeah, I mean, basically they had some gag where the spotlight was like going wacky. And they're like, hey, hey, what are they doing up there? And then it cuts <laughs> to a monkey and he's just like, hur, hur. he's got like a cigar in his mouth, unlit. He's just... <laughs> He's just p- tapping on the table, pushing buttons. I, I love how now. <laughs> well, now, I'm just saying. It's, no, it's just funny that the cigar couldn't be lit, a because they're oh my god, you're abusing the animals. But yeah. oh, we can't let kids see cigar smoking on TV. Then they're gonna be like that chimp and want to smoke cigars. I bet you it was just as much a tobacco thing as the animal abuse thing. I bet but you. But they took. But they took that out. Well, actually, I'm. Ah oh, man, I, I'm actually not totally sure if there was a cigar, but it seems like there would have been. But anyway, yeah, it was PETA that had them take it down, and they just obey PETA. Right, because everyone just wants to – they don't want any bad publicity, so they're – PETA's strong-arming the entire entertainment industry, and I'm not going to take it, Logan. I'm not going to take it sitting down. I'm not going to just – That's why we brought this monkey that we're going to torture now. Exactly. (laughs) 
joking. <laughs> I love how you had to say just joking there. In case people thought that was an actual chimp that Logan was torturing. I was petting it. Good times, Logan. Good times. And uh, make sure you check out Logan in uh, Wax's new music video, Two Wheels. You can get it on, uh, yeah, just go to wax.com, W-A-X dot C-O-M. He's, of course, the music for the green room. <laughs> it's and W-A-X-D-O-T-C-O-M dot com. There you go. That's the whole web address. Check that out. You can see Logan dancing. He's uh, he's throwing his, uh, he's thrusting his buttocks towards a woman in yep. a uh, grinding dance sequence. It's uh, definitely worth checking out and a great song. Logan, you want to wrap <laughs> things up with a haiku? Let's do it. Real quick before uh, Logan hits the haiku, I will be in. Uh, I'm going to be taking some time off here. I'll, uh, I'll figure out a way to get a show on the air for you guys. But I will be live in uh, Boulder, Colorado, July 16th. I'll be in Denver, July 19th, and I'll be in Omaha, Nebraska, July 21st. So you can go to shantygreen.com to check out all the tour dates, all the info. Check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you're not able to make it to Boulder on the 16th and you're in LA, we're also simultaneously having the Comedy Garage show here. Yep, we're doing a uh, Comedy Garage at UCB, so uh, check that out. You can go to UCB online and uh, make your reservations. Alright, Logan, wrap things up here with a haiku. Let's do it. <clears throat> Shirtless in Philly. Singing the USA Blues. Light in the loafers. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to The Green Room. We do it live here every Thursday, 8 o'clock on latalkradio.com. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe to the podcast. Or follow the show on Twitter at Green Room Show. Also check me out at TheComedyGarageMovie.com. <laughs>